Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. to the gym so that I can share my faith. That's why I go. Uh, you can tell there's no other reason. Look at me. <laughs> yeah, it ain't doing him any good. But anyways, I went to the, I, there's a guy that I was looking to share my faith with, and uh, he was a big muscled up guy. I mean, I'm talking about, you know, the kind of guys that have to walk with their arms out like this because they're so big. He's like that, and he looked mean as a snake. I'll just be honest with you. He looks mean. And I thought, you know, I felt like the Lord wanted me to share my faith with him. So I tried to go over and start a conversation. And uh, someone asked me, he said, Jeff, why do you always have big friends? Because I'm a little man with a big mouth. <laughs> you better have some big friends, right? And, and so, uh, so I go and I begin to, you know, hello, how you doing? And I'm trying to break the ice so that, you know, I can build a relationship to share my faith. Well, before I could share my faith, this guy said, let me tell you what God done for me. Three years, I mean, I didn't even, I haven't, he started witnessing to me. I guess I look lost. <laughs> he started witnessing me. He said, let me tell you, three years ago, I was a drug addict, blah, 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 blah. God saved me, got me back on track, and here I am today. How about you? <laughs> That's why I started wearing my I am a Christian t-shirt. <laughs> And so sure enough, he began to share with me, and we, I said that I am a Christian and so forth, and we shared that testimony. Well, a couple of months later, he comes in, he, and uh, he said, hey, Jeff. I said, yes, sir. He said, uh, he said I want, I'm getting married. I said, well, congratulations. That's awesome. When is the big day? When, when is your date? He said, well, maybe Wednesday, maybe Friday, maybe Saturday. I don't know. One of those days, I'm going to get married. I was like, oh, really? So I was interested in the story then. I was like, oh, really? He could see the look of confusion on my face. And uh, he said, yes, I'm going to get married. He said, me and my girlfriend have been living together. And he said, this Sunday, I went to church. And the pastor said, you should, whatever, wherever you're at in life, you should do the next right thing. And he said, the next right thing for us is to get married. So I want you to know, we're getting married. And sure enough, two weeks later, he came in and said, Jeff, I'm a married man. He did the next right thing. That's right. Yes, he did the next right thing. I hope you're going to get to meet this guy one day. And, uh, and so what I want to share with you today is this, is that I want to ask you a question. And when, after I ask you this question, I'm going to give you the answer. Don't you like that? When someone asks you a question, they give you the answer, right? I want to give you the answer so it's not a test. And I hope that you will say it, and I hope that you will receive the answer, and you will walk out the answer. So I'm going to ask you this question. The question is this, what are you going to do? And the answer is, is this, the next right thing. So let's practice. You ready? Here we go. So what are you going to do? The next right thing. The next right thing. Now today, if you looked inside of our program, you're going to find that we're going to, we're going to talk about something that you asked for, okay? Let me tell you something. Usually when it talks about money in church, it's like everybody goes, oh, my God, here we go. We got to talk about money. But you asked for it. 
You know, when we, we, saw, we said, okay, what do you want to talk about in this series that every family goes through it? And, and many of you said our finances. That's what we want to talk about. So today we're going to talk about it. But this is what I want to say is that when I, when I told you that story of that guy in the gym about doing the next right thing, the Holy Spirit began to speak to you about something in your life that's the next right thing. So it may have nothing to do with money at all. Okay. It, I don't know what it is, but you know. And so today we're going to commit to it. So what are you going to do? The next right thing. The next right thing is what you're going to do. Today I want to talk to you again about, uh, uh, we're in this series called Every Family Goes Through It. So I want to talk to you about how to take my, my next step in financial peace, towards financial peace. Now what I promise you today is this. I'm going to give you some very practical things, okay? Very, very practical things, and I'm going to give you some very, very spiritual things, all right? So today, this is for you. You're like, oh, well, I got my money. We're okay. Well, okay, well, hold on. I think that God wants to speak to you today as well as me because, again, he wants you to do the next right thing, right? So what are you going to do? The next right thing. The next right thing. That's right. So I want to share with you. So how, let's first of all talk about how to, how to take my next step to financial peace. Number one is this, is take control of my debt. Take control of my debt. We have to stop the spending. Amen? You've got to take control of my debt. So I'm going to give you about five or six things here to help you with that. Okay? This is practical. Please take notes uh, because this could save uh, your relationships and also save you a lot of stress and heartache. So the first thing I would tell you this is letter A, how to take control of my debt is this. Is A, list all that I owe. List all that I owe. That's how you do that. List all that I owe. And we call this uh, getting on the same page. Amen. Listen, I've been the pastor here for 26 years, all right? I've met a lot of people and a lot of couples that have come and talked to me, and they will say, Pastor, the number one problem we got is money is that we're just not on the same page. We're not on the same page. And I listen to that story over and over and over and over again. So I have an answer. The answer is this, is that show me the page. If you can't show me the page, you're never going to be on the same page, everybody. Amen? Amen. You've got to show, you've got to put it on paper. Until you put it on paper, it's just a pipe dream. Show me the page. Show me the money. Okay, you're waiting on me to say that, right? Show me the page. Show me the page. And one, I'll tell you, the most damaging thing that I've found in relationships is hidden debt. When, you, when somebody's went and charged up something, they had not told the other one about it especially in marriage. Now, I want to talk to you if you're single today as well or single again. You really need to put it down on paper. I can just share that with you, all right? So, just look at this picture right here. You see that right there? That describes many of our families today when it comes to money. Is that, you know, there's two, people want to go separate ways. See that? See the first picture? They just want to go separate ways. And then they start fighting for their right, and the rope gets tighter and tighter until you get to line number three, and both are acting like donkeys. <laughs> Woo! Yes, come on, somebody. That's right. They showing? Never mind. All right, here we go. <laughs> but what you'll notice on line number three, that neither donkey is getting their way. They're not getting what they want. You understand that? And let me tell you something. If you're single today or you're single again today, you say, well, I don't, I don't have a spouse to contend with. You have your goals to contend with, what you want, right? 
And so you're not going to get what you want if you're going the opposite of your goals. And so the best thing to do is come together. And the way you come together with that big question mark is that you get on the same page. You write down what it is that you owe, and you write down what's coming in, and, and it's called a budget, everybody. And you can go to our SEC app, and it has all the information there for you. You can find out how to get on the same page. And see, then finally at the end, you come together and have reason together, and then you start walking together, and then you start working together, and then everything starts being together. And then you feel good about being at home. Hallelujah. Amen. What kind of donkey are you? <laughs> it works, everybody. I got a question for you before we move on. What are you going to do? Oh, you done forgot already. Good grief. Remember, the answer is the next right thing. So what are you going to do? The next right thing. The next right thing. I want them to put that picture back up one more time because I'm going to show you something here. Where are you with God? Where are you with God? That's the question right now. Are you fighting with God? Are you going the opposite direction? You feel the ropes tight and you've got that tension going on, right? Are you going the opposite direction of God? Are you walking with God? Because you're never, ever going to be, you say, well, I can just get rid of this person I got. Yeah, you can get a divorce and try to get rid of them. But let me tell you, if you got children, you're never rid of them. Yeah, and they're always going to be a part of your life. I can get rid of this boyfriend, girl. I can get rid of them. But you can't get rid of God. And so today the question is, what am, what am I doing with God? And some of you, the next right thing is this, is that quit running from him. And today, once you make up your mind that you're going to run to him. Amen, everybody? And so that means for some of you, some of you that are watching, it means this, is that you're going to pray the prayer to become a Christ follower today and quit going against God and start walking with him. And so I want to stop right here, and I'm going to pray this prayer. And I ask that if that's you, that you would pray the prayer. Let's pray it. Dear Lord Jesus, we ask you today to forgive us we're sorry that we've been acting like a bunch of donkeys, oh God, and running from you. And God, we need you today. We need you to save us, oh God, forgive us of our sins. Lord, and people all over this room and all across the country and the world right now that are watching are saying this right now. Dear Lord Jesus, be my Savior, come into my life and save me because I need you right now. Forgive me of my sins in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's give God a hand for all those that just prayed that prayer. If you prayed that prayer today, again, just check it on the back of this card. So I prayed the prayer to become a Christ follower so we can pray for you. Those of you that are online, on your card as well, you can please do that. Okay. Now, you're thinking if it takes this long to get through the rest of this, we're in trouble, aren't you? I know some of you are thinking that. So letter D is, or letter B is this, is letter B is uh, how to take my next step to financial peace or to take control of my debt and letter B is, is discipline myself in small financial ways. Discipline myself in small financial ways. This is so practical. Look what the Bible says here. Luke 16 and 10, Jesus said, whoever can be trusted with very what? Little can also be trusted with much and whoever's dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. You see, those small spending decisions every day add up. 
If you stop by five bucks every day, I mean Starbucks every day, QT or whatever, remember you have to just stop those things and it starts adding up. That is a great thing. It's the little things. Listen, it's the little things that make the big, it's the little daily decisions that change your life. That's why we're always talking about growth track around here. Because it's that little decision to go to growth track that sets a trajectory for the rest of your life. I hope that you will sign up to go to growth track. Letter C is this, is that we want to cut back on monthly bills. We want to cut back on monthly bills. Now remember, I got a question for you. What are you going to do? The next right thing. The next right thing. That's what you're going to do. Cut back on monthly bills. Uh, Some of you are paying for gym memberships that you're not showing up to. Why don't you stop it? Some of you have got Netflix, Chick Flicks, His Flicks, Their Flicks, That Flicks. I don't know. You know, you're Netflixing, you're YouTubing, you're you're Huluing, you're whatever, okay? You got all these subscriptions out there that are coming out of your account every month, and and there's nobody that can watch that much television, all right? So why don't you just fire some of those people and put some of that money back in your pocket, amen, and pay your debts off with it? Listen, some of you have not renewed your car insurance. You haven't shopped car insurance in 10 years. Let me tell you something. You're getting ripped off. If you go through every bill that you're paying and say, can we reduce this? And you call them up and ask them, how can we reduce this insurance? How can we reduce this? You know, maybe Ron and I, when we were going through financial peace, we fired a cable company. We did. We said, hey, we'll just put an antenna up. We did for a while. We had the antenna up. Amen. And now we have like YouTube TV that we uh, shop out. You know, I'm kind of that kind of stuff. But I'm trying to tell you that there's ways to do it. We did it. And and by cutting every bill that we could cut, we saved a hundred dollars a week. That was four hundred dollars a month, everybody. That's fifty two hundred dollars a year. We pay some debt off. And I want to challenge you to do the same as well. Okay, number three, or, or the next letter is this, letter D, is add no new debt. <laughs> add no new debt. If you're trying to get out of debt, listen, don't go buy something else, amen? amen. Oh, yeah, I'm starting to fight it right now. Some of your elbows are starting to fly. Just, just hold on, all right? Yeah. You see, we buy things that we don't need with money we don't have to impress people we don't like. Let me say that again. We buy things that we don't need with money we don't have to impress people we don't like. The greatest, greatest financial principle that you could, uh, could say and, and from making bad, uh, help you keep from making bad financial decisions is, is not now, maybe later. Is that we can have, you know, we can get this, but not now, maybe later. It doesn't mean that no has to be no forever, but until you get out of the mess you're in, you got to say no. Remember we did no practice the other day, a couple weeks ago. You remember that? We put it, let's try it again. We put our tongue right to the roof of our mouth and we said it. You ready? Come on, let's try it. No. That's right. No new debt. No new debt, everybody. No new debt. The Bible says in Hebrews 13 and 5 says this, keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Be content with what you have. Because God has said, never will I leave you and never will I forsake you. And if you get yourself way in debt, you're going to feel like God's forsaken you. Amen, everybody? You're going to say, you're going to get yourself in this mess. Oh, where you at? God, where you at? God said, I'm the same place I was when I was telling you, don't do that, dummy. 
It's the truth, isn't it? I'm passionate about this because Rhonda and I lived miserable. We lived miserable because all the things that I'm teaching you is I want you to stand on my shoulders and don't go through what we had to go through. And I can tell you it's miserable. It makes everything miserable. When you, when you owe everybody, it makes every relationship bad. You understand that? There's a tension on you all the time like a cloud over you. You can't breathe good. It's amazing. But I can tell you on the other side, there's a lot of oxygen, baby. There's, things are flowing. And, you know, listen, when you got money, you got a good honey. When you can't go to McDonald's and buy a Happy Meal, friend, it's trouble, right? right. And, when, and they make us slide our card all the time anyways, right? But I'm telling you, when you know that you can't pay for that, it's horrible. Right. So I don't want you to live that way because I live that way. We live that way. And we got out. Right. And so that takes us to the letter E, and that is this, join financial peace. This is a program that we have done for years at SEC, and the reason we do that program is because it helped me. Amen. And I'm the kind of pastor that feels like if anything can help me, it can help anybody because I'm a slow learner. Amen. And I want to tell you this rescued us. It brought us out, and there's a better way to live. See, if you can learn to live like nobody else, then you can eventually live like nobody else. Amen? Amen. And it's freedom, and I want you to have that freedom. Now, so please, let me tell you, uh, the information, as a matter of fact, on the back of your program is all the information that you will need about signing up. And if you're watching online, you can go to our app and it's there as well. But I want to tell you, it's going to cost you $100 to take this program. $100. And I want, we're not paying it for you either. Amen. No, don't say, can you scholarship me? No. Amen. No. Why? Because after so many years of trying to do that with people, everybody that we helped to get in the program never finished the program. But the people that had to scrape and figure out how to get $100, you know what? Let me tell you something. You say, Pastor, if I had $100, I wouldn't need a program. No, no, no. no, no. Listen, if you said, how could I get it? I can tell you how. It's called eBay. <laughs> go, go eBay something. Go, go, go put something on Facebook Marketplace and sell something that you can get $100 to come to this program. Amen? Amen. Because if you're willing to scrap to get that $100, then you will scrap to finish the program. And then guess what? After you scrap to get in the program and you scrap to finish the program, you won't be scrapping that long because you'll get ahead of it. Amen? Man, I'm all passionate. I want to help. I want to help you. I want to help you. This is all about you. The second thing, moving into the spiritual, is honor God. Honor God with my finances. Oh, this passage of Scripture, Proverbs 3, 9 and 10, I put it to memory in my mind because I don't want to ever forget it. And it simply says this, says, honor the Lord with your wealth. You say, Pastor Jeff, I don't have any wealth. Yes, you do. If you have $1, you have wealth. $1, that's it. And when we say wealth, you think, oh, a millionaire. No, 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 no. If you've got a dollar, you've got wealth. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruit, notice that, of all your crops. And then, then, everybody, then your barns will be filled to what, Everybody overflowing, overflowing. And look at this. And your vats will be brimming with new wine. What he's saying is if you would just honor God, 
If you'll just say, God, my Lord, I want to give you the first part of my wealth because I want to honor you with it. He said, then God is going to come in and bless you. And then you're, you know, they didn't get paid by money back then in Proverbs uh, the day Solomon was living, but it was their fruit, their crops that come in. God said, then I'm going to make your barns overflow. In other words, I'm going to make you have more than you need so that you can continue to give. Amen, everybody. And so one, listen, he said, I'm going to let your barns overflow and then your vats, vats are going to brim over with new wine. That means that you're going to get opportunities that other people will not get because you're honoring the Lord. It all starts with honoring the Lord. Whatever you put God first in, he blesses everybody. Honor the Lord with your wealth. Honor the Lord with your wealth. Honor the Lord with your wealth and watch what he'll do. Amen. Look, I'm not, I'm not teaching you this because the church needs your money. No, I'm teaching you this because you need God's blessings. Amen. Some of you, this may not even be your church. I just want you to know that God wants to bless you, but you've got to do your part first. Amen. Amen. Move toward God. Amen. What are you going to do, everybody? The next right thing, the next right thing is what you're going to do. Honor the Lord. Malachi 3.10. He says, this is how you do it. He says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. What is a tithe? Tithe is 10% of your income. It's 10%, everybody. Aren't you glad that God's not the federal government? Woo! It's, 10, it's been 10%. That's what it, He doesn't change. No matter who's in office, he doesn't change. 10%. 10% into the storehouse. What is a storehouse? The storehouse is wherever you worship God at, where you get spiritual food. That's where you bring it to. You know, we have people that come here and then they move and they go to another city. And one of the things that I tell them is that, listen, after you find you a church, you need to take your tithe there. We've had some great tithers go to other churches that I knew that they, when they went to other churches, they were going to be blessed. And they said, Pastor, well, we'll just keep tithing there. No, 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 no. That's not biblical. And I would be disobeying God if I told you to leave your tithe here while you were there. No, no, if they're feeding you, you need to go with them. And so, I, so wherever you're getting that, that at, is that, that's where you tie that, you know. And so I don't care. Somebody's, well, I'm a member. Listen, if you haven't been there 10 years, your membership's gone. <laughs> I'm a member. No, if you're not there, you're not a member. Your name may be on the roll, but you're not a member, all right. You cut that check off, they don't even know who you are. Oh, my goodness. Why is that man talking so much today? <laughs> Into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Good. See, as long as you make sure there's food in God's house, you always make sure there's food in your house. Amen. That's a lesson we've lived by. Listen, I'm a tither. Yes. I'm a tither. I, Ron and I have been tithers before we ever become pastors. We were tithers. And that hasn't stopped. No, sir, I believe it, that God, I got to have God's blessings. Amen? Amen. I got to have that. Then he says, test me in this. Test me in there. That means that God says, put me to the test. If you want to know if God is really real, if you really want to know, say, is God really real? Then this is the only way to test him. Is that you just start giving, you know what? You say, okay, I'm going to try this tithing thing. And I've had many people that were, un, they were unbelievers, even atheists say, you know what? Well, I'll try it. And they start giving 10% and all of a sudden God starts blessing them and say, hey, I got to know more about this. Yeah. And I just want to test it. And, and the way that I know it's a challenge and listen again, 
I don't want anything from you. I do not want, you can go to heaven without being a tither. I want you to know that. There is no pressure. I do not want to put any pressure on you. You can go to heaven. You don't, you, don't, you don't have to tithe, but you can't have God's blessing over your finances unless you do. And so I just, it's my responsibility to teach you how to go up in God and how to be blessed. Amen. So that's why I'm teaching you. It's not out of need. It's out of wanting you to have what's better for you. Amen. Amen. I hope you hear my heart in that because we're, we're not begging here today. I'm trying to help you because you asked for it. You said, I need help. We need help in our finances. And so that is one of the ways you get on the same page. So we have what we call here a 90-day challenge because we know a lot of people are scared to death to trust God. I get it, especially when it comes to money. I taught this lesson years ago, and a man met me right out there on the porch, and he said, you're beepity, beepity, beepity crazy. And he used them all, all those words. He told me how crazy it was. You wonder why we have security now. Because <laughs> I teach on tithing. <laughs> He said, you crazy. I thought, well, I thought I'll never see him again. I thought, that's it. You know, never see him again. He come back the next week. He said, you know what? I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to give. He gave out the wrong spirit and wrong motive. And God blessed him many ways. And he, he became a member of our church and was around a long time. Isn't it amazing? So that's why I have no problem. So we have the 90-day tithe challenge. That means this. You try it for 90 days. You, of course, you mark it on an envelope. You give it online somehow that we have records of you giving. And if after 90 days you say, hey, pastor, this didn't work for me, then we give you money back. Right. It's just giving back. No questions asked. It's just giving back to you. You don't talk to me. You don't have to worry about feeling bad about it. You can talk to Tawny Keller. She'll be glad to get that right back to you. No questions asked. And we've given money back. I've been doing this for over 20 uh, four years, and we've given money back. You want to know how many times, don't you? That's a question I always get. There's been four times that we've given the money back. And I can tell you, every time those people made it, no longer than two weeks. So I just want you to know, but it's there, all right? Okay, we've got to move on to number three. So may, sign up. You can sign up for financial peace or the, uh, the next step. Number three is this, is be generous. Be generous. So we're talking about how to take the next step to your financial peace. What are you going to do, everybody? The next right thing. Let's say, what are you going to do, everybody? The next right thing. So whether it has to do with money or what? Some of you, you know what you've got to do. It has nothing to do with money. Number three is be generous. Luke 6, 38, look what Jesus said. He said, give and, and what's that next word after and? It. Give and what's that next word? It. Now, what is the it? Given it will be given to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, right? He says it's going to be given to you. And then he goes on and says this, not only that, but look at the next part. He says this, will be poured into your lap, for with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Now, here's what I want to share with you. What Jesus is saying is this, wherever you have a need, you need to sow a seed. So many people say, well, you know, I don't, nobody wants to be my friend. Well, you need to sow a seed and be friendly. My, my spouse never tells me they love me. Well, maybe you need to sow a seed and say, I love you first. Amen. And keep saying, I love you. If you keep saying, I love you, then it's going to come back to you. Amen. My children, they, they don't ever call me. Maybe you need to sow the seed and light their number up. 
You, you see what I'm talking about? Whatever, wherever you have a need, you sow a seed. It's not just financially, everybody. Give and it will be given to you. Whatever you give is going to come back to you, right? Give and it will be given to you. Press down, shaking together, running over. And when it comes to your money, do your giving while you're living so you'll be knowing where it's going. Amen, everybody? Because some of you, you know, you're saving, saving, saving. You're storing up. And, and as soon as you check out of here, your kids, you know, you've done without. And you, you saved all this money. And as soon as you're out of here, guess what? Your kids are going to be riding on the Harley Davidson. They're going to be riding high on the hog. And you wanted one all your life, but you wouldn't give it. They took your money and got it. No, you do your giving while you're living. That way you'll be knowing where it's going, right? Man, I want my last check to go out when I leave this world. What's his, what's his bank account? Zero. I, I'm not for leaving your kids all this money, you know, that you work so hard for. Because, listen, they can't handle what they got. Rhonda and I, we, we, moved, to, we moved to Lake City and... Uh, there's a house that they did a fixer-upper show about in 2009. And it's right around the corner from us. We rode by the other day and it looked like a ghost town. There's, here's a $400,000 house that they built for these people. I don't, I don't know the people. I'm saying they built the house. It's empty right now. They gave all their kids scholarships to school. They, gave them, they, they paid their taxes for 25 years. So they have no taxes on the house. Made sure that they had money in the bank. They set them up to win, they thought. But listen, those people never handled that kind of money, okay? And so now it's sitting there empty, ruined. Why? Because they couldn't handle it. Jesus said, be faithful with the little things. Some of you are going, some of you you are going, oh, my God, I can't believe he's telling my parents this right now. I was hoping they'd leave me a little something. (laughs) They're going to leave you a little something. It's going to be little. Gonna be something. <laughs> it's gonna be something. <laughs> I want to share this with you. I want to tell you something. I've always been a tither because I've been a rule keeper. The Bible says do it. I say, okay, I'm doing it. My spirit was not always what it should be. I don't guess, but I've just always done. It, never even thought about it. But where I had a problem at, where God had to mess with me, is being generous. See, generosity is giving something with no strings attached. What I thought is I had, okay, if I've got this income or whatever, I've got this pie. And so if, if I've got a pie, then that means I only got like five slices of this pie. So if I, if I give, you know, I'm giving my tithe, but if I give above that, to, you know, and I give a slice away here to a mission program, or I give a slice away here to somebody that's in need, if I, if I give those slices away, then I'm only going to have one slice left. And I got to eat off that the rest of my life. I'm going to starve to death on my pie, and everybody else is going to have part of my pie. But what I, you see, that's a scarcity mindset. I'm not going to have enough. That's a scarcity mindset. But what I've understood is this, is that God is a pie maker. <laughs> God made a pie factory. And when you give, when you give, he said, when you give, it will be given to you. You can't give enough pie away because the Heavenly Father is making all the pies. 
that you can have and that you can use. And if you'll be if you'll be a river and not a reservoir, he'll just keep the pies coming that you can keep giving everybody. Amen. It's a pie factory. God's got it. Let go. Listen, some of you are like, I'm never going to have enough. I'm never going to have. If you live with that scarcity mindset, you'll never have enough. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough energy. And you're trying to conserve and save. No, no, no. When you give, it will be given you. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Amen. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.